You're listening to Latchkey Kids on the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Here's your hosts Amy Poppinger and Sam Mulberry. Latchkey Kids. I am Sam Mulberry, and I am joined as always by Amy Poppinga. Amy, it's been a little while since we did one of these, but this is. We were away at summer camp. That's right. That's right. Uh, This is a special one, and this is is landing on a perfect day because this is landing on uh, the Tuesday after Labor Day. Yep. And that means back back to to school. So our oh, that's our topic. That's our topic for today, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, when 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 you hear the words "back to school," and I will say we live in a culture where you hear those words too early in the summer. We both are academics, so yep. we, we we live on an academic schedule. So summer is special to us. Yes. And then when you start to hear the words "back to school," like like what are like what's like the Proustian memory you have? What's like oh, the, yeah. the feeling you get? The physiological feeling is like I'm ready. I always was ready. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I love summer, but I definitely was not, I was not then, nor am I now. Someone who sort of tries to eke out every last moment of, say, summer or like when I'm on a vacation. Um, I wish I could, I always wish that we could come home make from vacation one day earlier than we actually do because I'm like, I'm just ready. I'm ready for what the next thing is. And I always felt very ready for the school year to start. So I never was like nervous about school starting, even though it's not as if I like had some kind of thriving social life. It's just that like I loved school. Yeah. I don't know. You? I, I, it's like, for me- I, feel like, I feel like an anticipation that's like a good thing. It's like, let me just get in my new routine. That's yeah. What- there's a bit of that. But I maybe I'm more of an anxious person person okay. in general. Like, like I get anxiety when I hear um, when I hear mentioned back to school. And especially okay. like when it's like June 30th and, and I'm starting yeah. to like I go to Target and they start to put the back to school signs up. Partially it's like, don't take my summer away. Yes. Um, but I also like, like, I don't know, I think about the first day of school is the, it's maybe the perfect combination of fear and excitement. Yes. Oh, I think that's totally it. There's kind of, um, um, I mean, I can, like, butterflies in the stomach in both the bad way and the good way. Definitely. Yeah. I love that feeling of, like, going to the first day of class and, like, it was a new room, even yep. like whether it was elementary school through high school and even college. But yep. but like like it was a new room. There were new people in the room, even though this, I went to this tiny school and it was the same people. Yeah, and me, I mean, me too. That but was it, my experience. But it still too. felt new, and it was like a new teacher, and they're yep. going to tell us about what we're going to do. And the first day, it feels like there's a lot they're throwing at you, but at the same time, none of it none of it matters because it's not content yet. And things feel very promising, even though I don't think. Um, I wish I could sit here and be like, and then all those promises, all of that hope got met. Man, it was, it it usually wasn't. However, the first day, I just always, um, yeah, it's like taking the wrapper off of something new. It's just sort of like, this hasn't been used yet. We aren't all jaded yet. It's a new beginning. (laughs) Exactly. And, And I think this is true for both of us. Have you been on an academic calendar unbroken since kindergarten? I have only not been on an academic calendar one year in my 43 years and it was so disorienting to me and I I um I had uh 
just had my first child. Um, and actually, I then I was only off for a couple weeks, and then I did return to the academic calendar. See, I would say you were on an academic calendar. Yeah, I guess then. so. Yeah. Um, but but I can even just tell you that not having like a school start day was um, like very disorienting to me, and I did not like that at all. Yeah, like I don't know how people who um, I don't know how people who aren't on academic calendars how they deal with like the change of seasons because like fall. I can't imagine having fall or like watching football in the, the fall. Year. Yeah. And and like and and having any of those sensations without also back to school. And not back to right. school vicariously through your child, no, no, but no, like but like you're going back to school. And um I always feel bad for people that don't have that. I mean, when I think of saying, you know, if somebody says how was your year, I'm always thinking about it in the context of sort of the nine months of the school year. Right. And I also so love both of the like I love the beginning and the end I I, I love that being involved in um, an academic setting basically my whole life is that you get to sort of close the chapter and say well that one was crappy or that one was amazing and then you get to start a new one and you kind of like put the book up on the shelf it's like that was 2002 friends do you know what I mean like I I love that I feel like if I just I mean I don't want to hurt any of our listeners out there. go ahead and hurt because I'm gonna hurt after this so but when I think of like if my whole life was just sitting in a cube and then I got to choose two weeks out of the year to take off I still think I could do it yeah and and I will say Okay, here, here's where here's, and I apologize if this is offensive to any number I know, of people. We don't, yeah. I think of people who don't work on an academic calendar whose life isn't isn't guided by that. Kind of like the way I think about people who live in Florida. And here's what I mean by this. No, I'm going with you already. Because I have lived, I've lived in Alabama, which is close to 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 Florida, and it's like they don't have seasons. No. It's like, so if you're not an academic calendar, you don't really have seasons in the same way. You don't experience the heightened elements of those seasons in that way. So it's like, I don't, when I t- would talk with people who lived in the deep South, it's like I didn't understand them because they didn't have real change of seasons. I feel that way about people not on an academic I, calendar. I think that's a great way to describe it because, um, and not to, I mean, that's a whole other topic, the sort of not having seasons. But then I feel bad when you see people who are trying to, like, they try to pretend that they do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They kind of like they get they they get like the UGG boots and whatever, and it's like it's still it's still seventy two degrees today, and that is also how I feel about people who do not have the natural rhythm of the academic calendar. It's just you're missing out. Yes, I think I I think we live more <laughs> enriching lives. So because I'll, of the way our our lives are according to absolutely, this and I want to think about you know. I want to think about what this was like when we were kids, especially. So if you can put yourself yeah. into like, let's say late elementary school, because that seems like peak back to school. Agreed. Yeah. Late elementary through junior high. I mean, I didn't have a middle school, but like what I would have thought of as middle school, I think, um, is a little bit of the peak back to school of what comes to mind. So when you think about the weeks leading up to back to school, what are things that come to mind for you? I always looked forward to school shopping. Um, both I, I liked, uh, getting new clothes, but in particular, um, school supplies, like I still love taking my kids to get school supplies. I just enjoy, like, I like the list. Um, you know, and back in the day, the list was kind of exciting. I mean, you couldn't just look it up on the internet. Well, the list was on paper and it came That's in the mail. I mean. So we need, to, I mean. we need to, to say that. You had to wait 
with anticipation for the list to arrive. The list usually, the the, the uh, mail often also informed us of what like teacher we had. Mm-hmm. And that was such a, bi- I mean, that was such a big deal. And then when I think of how we would have to corroborate information with each other, because it wasn't like you could just text all your friends and be like, who'd you get? Who'd you get? I mean, you had to really work your channels. You had mm-hmm. to ask your parents to make phone calls. You had to, I mean, do all kinds of things. But then you still actually showed up at, on the first day and it was like the big reveal who was in what class what room were they going to but i loved school supplies i still do i actually love how the school supply list and how it i mean it was kind of the same every year except yeah, it was but no, when no, you got old well that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying how it marks coming of oh, age yeah. like when you have a compass or a protractor oh, yeah. on your on your back to school list like like that is that is a coming of age story. Um, do you remember when you first get to buy a box of colored pencils instead because of col- crayons? Colored pencils are advanced coloring. Yeah, right. And yeah. you got to prove. I mean, not only you know you've got more colors to manage, you got to sharpen them. It's like having a pet. It's a big responsibility, and you've kind of got to really step it up. You got to be more precise. There's, um, you know, it's just. I just remember that colored pencils in particular. I just loved getting to buy and then, and then it was like the yeah mom i know that the box says i only, or the, the list says i only need the box of eight but there's the box of 20 you know my mom's like why do you need cerulean blue and i'm like i just do yeah because i'm I, you know what if i'm drawing like this ocean swept scene and exactly. it's like it, it calls for cerulean it needs dimension you That's know right. and i think in fifth grade i was really ready or maybe it was fourth grade i was ready to add dimension to my drawings yeah what am i going to so. use some kind of azure or some yes. kind of like right. phthalo blue right. that's not appropriate that's not enough yeah. um do you remember when you first got to use pen do you remember how nerve-wracking that was when yeah. it was like you got to write this in pen now what what's, you know what's funny is i didn't remember until you said that and now oh. like it it's kind of coming back to me and does it affect the way – does that experience and your reaction to it affect the way you think about what you write with now in any way? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, pen means commitment. You know, pen really meant that you had to get comfortable with commitment. There wasn't as much being able to work it out. It was like work it out in your head. Yeah. And then you got to commit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and it's, it's funny because my siblings and I this summer – when we were all together, we got in this whole long discussion about our favorite pens. I mean, seriously, we, we, we talked for like a half hour about our favorite pens. And all of our kids just looked at us like we were nuts. And it's like, no, but that's a holdover from having grown up in the 80s, right? Because mm-hmm. these, were, these were our tools. And so the tools said something about you. And you had to kind of come into your own, try a few different ones out, <laughs> figure out what you liked. Um, and penmanship was such a big deal because every you had to write everything and not type everything so i have a deep affinity for pens yeah i mean it's funny that you say that because we don't usually do ads here on channel 3900 but i am such a look this i have a 36 pen box of my favorite pen the big uh the big velocities oh yeah um these are like Actually, oh, they're called it's Atlantis. The Atlantis. Yeah, but it's the it's it's the big velocity. Like that's that technology that, yes. is the thing I'm looking for. Like, it seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But anybody who walks into this room, I always want to like give them one and be like, just give this a shot. Just now you got to give try. the pen back because right. I care I only, about these. Yeah, you only have a box of thirty six. I to this day, this is a terrible confession. 
We were just at the um, kids. My, my sons had their um, high school or their sports physicals. And so we were at, um, I don't even want to say the clinic because they might come after me. But I had to fill out some paperwork. And I liked the pen so much. And on the counter. You I mean, didn't. I, yeah. But I mean, they had so many of them. They had a cup with like 20 pens. And oh. there's like the, there's like. Did the, it have the, the name per- of the clinic on the pen? Yeah. Oh, then you're doing the, you're doing their work for okay, them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're, but, you're advertising. But I am kind of a pen thief. If I like the pen, I am going to take it. Hotels. Um, where else have I been that maybe is a little less appropriate? But point being, this goes, this goes back to elementary school. My biggest reward if I'd been good, like if I had done something above and beyond and my mom was like, what, you know, what would you like, what's something special you'd like to do? It was a trip to either Hallmark, which was very close to our house. Hallmark was like my happy place. I loved to go wander around the physical Hallmark store and I got to pick out some stickers and maybe a pen or there was a store that was further afield. This was only when I'd been really good called pen and pad. And it was just... It was just stationary, and I just, like right now. Even I'm just thinking, you know, if there was something I could do tonight, I think I would. I don't know, like go. I'm trying to think of what food would go along with it, but like I really would like to just spend some time alone roaming pen and pad. Pretty sure it doesn't exist. Anymore. So, do you, did you ever have as kid as a kid like aspirational school supplies? Because like, uh, I mean, and there is there is the big school supply. Um, product of our childhood that like I didn't have oh, until yeah. it was oh. too late. We, they, well, me either because they weren't allowed. They weren't our allowed in your school. Is it because they were too, too statusy? Too, oh, too, too noisy. noisy. We need to say what this is. Yes, this is the the trapper the trapper keeper. keeper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because so you, because the like it was loud, so you couldn't have you could not have a trapper. Keeper. So well, let's ex- let's explain what a trapper yeah. keeper is. It is a it's a basically it's a three ring it's binder. It's a three ring binder. But with the amazing addition of the I, I think one of the wonders of the 1980s in terms of like innovations and in technology which is velcro. Yeah. And so it had like a velcro flap that yeah. would close it shut. Now and they uh, um did you ever you never had one then? No, because when trapper keepers first came out we were a little late to the game, and at this point, from an economic va- vantage, I think, like standpoint in our lives, I'm pretty sure my mom was like, "We're not buying you a trapper keeper," because I mean, trapper keepers were a step up. I mean, it's not; oh, yeah. they were not the equivalent of a three ring binder in terms of cost. And then after the first year of trapper keepers, the school essentially banned trapper keepers. Interesting. So I never had a trapper. Do keeper. Do I strike you as somebody who had a trapper keeper? I don't want to be mean, but no. Okay, it's worse. Oh no! No 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 no! Did you make a trapper? No, keeper? that would be way okay. worse. Uh, what's worse is I had a trapper keeper only after like it was kind of cool to have one. Like like oh, like 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 somebody's like kids were done with trapper yeah. The wave had and crested we... and then it was like oh these are, this, it was like cheap at that point. Yeah. Um, but I will say they were pretty great. Well, why? I actually thought they seemed a little bit cumbersome, like an extra step I didn't okay, need. Okay, because you're only focusing on the flap. Yeah, that's true. There's there's some other things. So we, in I here. need to see past the flap. Yeah. So so saying. so once you get that flap open, and I will say my trapper keeper looked as late '80s as it could. Do you remember? I well, because it was like like a late '80s design. Like it's hard to describe. Like it's the kind of thing. Like okay, picture. The opening credits to Save by the Bell okay. as a Trapper Keeper. Okay, that's what I have. Okay, oh cool. Yeah, I would love to have it now. Yeah, it would be, for it sure. would be rad to have now, but yeah. I don't have it now. Um, so you open it up. You know, it's a three ring binder. But the problem with three ring binders often is those three rings are really hard to open. And you almost have to like f- wrestle well, them that's, open. Yeah. Right? The Trapper Keeper 
had like a thing you pulled out and it like oh. slid open. It was real classy. So you couldn't, I mean, because doing it with your fingers is almost dangerous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Trapper Keeper did not have that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was plastic it was and not metal, mechanism. but it was right. like, it was real slick. You like pulled this little thing out and it like slid open. I have, um, I had no idea. Yeah. And then there are, and maybe you had these. I don't know if these would have been banned. Did you ever have Trapper Keeper folders? Because they had a different folder design. Was this where it was like it opened on the like a, a, again like along the side? Yeah, the pocket like the, was like on the side yeah. rather than like the bottom pocket. Yeah, yeah. I remember those, but I don't think I ever had those. Okay. I mean, I think it's a little bit like probably at some point I touched. It's a little bit like I can drive a stick. I think like someone taught me. Okay, but I would be really nervous about if you put me in a car right now with a stick shift. I'd be nervous, and I'd be nervous if you presented me right now with needing to successfully use the trapper keeper folder yeah because i will say i think i had the folders maybe a little bit earlier because okay. it's sort of oh, like it's like a yeah. well he, okay here's the analogy it's and this is i'm in a world that's outside of myself because i like it's like remember in the the like 80s or 90s now i never wear jeans right you no, know I've you know not, I've not, I, I just never have right you don't have any but like there was a time where like the jeans you had would be a status symbol, oh, for right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It would be like I can't afford those jeans, but I could buy a T-shirt that had that jeans brand name yep. on it. Mm-hmm. That's what getting just mm-hmm. the folders was yeah, like. That's it's true. like I am announcing a kind of right. status, but I don't right. actually have the high status right. thing. Or it'd be like having a Porsche T-shirt <laughs> or a Porsche keychain. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's uh, really to my to my like Ford Fiesta or something. Yes. Right. Did you ever have? I mean, I don't think this was as much of a thing for guys, but do you remember a Jelly Roll pen? Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. that cross that cross gender. I okay. Think. I mean, like, right. well. They it was like the kind of thing where they they seemed a little like girly, yeah. but like they were cool enough that everybody had cool, them. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember having? Did you ever get like a really nice pencil case? Oh, I have pencil case on my uh on my my little list of notes here. Oh, you yes. do. Because I remember like this was more elementary school. Well, yeah. well, I'm thinking of the pencil box. Like there's the oh, pencil no, yeah. case. Oh yeah, pencil box. And there's the pencil box. No, agreed. Pencil box. Yep. Because that was, was like the treasure box. chest you put all oh, your yeah. school supplies yep. in. Organized them. Yeah. And yeah. Were you a um. Uh, did you have would you do you have mechanical pencils or always just like number twos, standard number twos? Um, or? I was not a precise kid. Okay. <laughs> you can read into that what you want. <laughs> um so mechanical pencils, I think I had them, but like it was lost on me. Okay. You know, like yeah. I was I'm a I was like the for, wow. Okay. How confessional do I want to be? For a while, I was like the slightly thicker pencil kid because like my motor oh, skills geez. weren't great. Were you the kid that had like, yep. okay. Oh, you had that thing The on triangle? There? Oh, my word. I mean, I just remember still seeing those on people's pencils in fifth grade and thinking to myself, you really got to figure that out. You know why? You got to get your act let me, let me t- Let me say this. Okay. We don't want to get sad. Okay. I'm going to get a <laughs> no, little sad. I, like okay. I, I like it when you get a little so, sad. So, um... Some people had those just as like it was a thing to put on your pencil. Yeah. I'm going to let you know some people had them because they were kind of prescribed for them oh. by like a doctor therapist type person. Oh, so golly. like, yeah, I didn't I'm know. Sorry. I know we didn't want to go there, but like <laughs> I was not coordinated. You know, okay. I've already told you I, I learned to ride a bike, bike in sixth grade. So, which, so like, which did you, which came first, getting to ditch the triangle on the pencil or getting to ride, be able to successfully ride a bike wow this is getting very out of autobiographical um i think ditching the triangle thing on the pencil was sort of like when i stopped wearing glasses when i just was like i'm done with this even like no doctor told me you're clear i was just like i'm done 
I think, you know, I think each person knows for themselves. And I that's actually right. think that that's beautiful in a way. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> um, other things I have on my list. Now, when I thought about school shopping, I thought about school supplies. But the first thing I wrote on my list was shoe shopping. Oh, yes. Man, a new pair of shoes for the school year. We Okay, so we had, we had, we would go to Payless. Does Pay, is Payless still around? I don't know. Did you ever have Tom McCann? Do you I remember Tom what, McCann? I don't, I don't know. Okay, what that is. listeners out there, somebody else has got to have um, got new school shoes at Tom McCann's. Tom McCann was like a step up from Payless. It okay, was like I was curious if it was up or down. Yeah, it's nicer. So it's like in a different part of the mall, like a more of a um, pri- like a, a primo spot mm-hmm. in the mall. Um, and Payless was always kind of like down by Sears. Uh, and so I always got I got one new pair of shoes, and I sort of had to decide. I had to decide how those shoes were going to function. So it was like, am I going to go straight up like athletic shoe, a very, um, you know, utilitarian. Mm -hmm. But I usually didn't. I usually wanted something. I also, this is so funny because maybe my version of um, the Trapper Keeper was I always wanted Keds. Okay. Like I wanted a real pair of Keds, but I don't think I ever had a real pair of Keds. I had like the Payless. Uh The Freds or whatever. Right. The Neds. I think Neds is so, what they were. So I, Tom McGann, did you say? Tom McCann. 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 Yep. Um, was that the type of shoe store where you could get a pair of Keds, where you could get a yeah. brand name? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You okay. got the brand name there. Or one year, I remember that my um, I actually did get saddle shoes. Oh, okay. Like, that was my new pair of shoes, was like a pair of saddle shoes with real leather. Okay. Which was a Tom McCann purchase as opposed to the pleather ones that you would get when did you when did your feet stop growing oh fifth grade okay i think so 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 like so you could like start to accumulate shoes yes yes that certainly helps a lady out a lot yeah Yeah. because like i think i was growing through my senior year of high school like i would get a new size up every year. oh yeah i suppose yeah no yeah i was kind of done I really, yeah. I, I got to seven and a half and that was about it. I think, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I, it was probably somewhere in that like junior high where I graduated to being able to get my yearly pair of shoes at Foot Locker. Oh, well, that's like, a big step So for up. us, I grew up in Southern Minnesota, yep. but we would drive to Burnsville. Okay, to that Burn, was like, Burnsville Center. That was the cities yeah, for yeah, us was for driving sure. to Burnsville. And I and I would go to Foot Locker and get like a pair of, and so like there was You're a, there was a the point there. all uniform. Right, 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 right. There was a point where like I could, buy like nike shoes as opposed to the whatever the like knockoff brand thing was do you remember i mean i know they still have this but i actually i mean right now i can i can again i can feel exactly what this felt like do you remember getting your foot measured oh yeah in like the metal thing Mm -hmm. and they'd always tell you stand up yep stand up straight stand up straight well here's the thing about that (laughs) is that little thing up by your toe when we were kids like a non-licensed person was not allowed to operate that. Your parents, so you, your parents couldn't measure yeah. your foot. That wasn't like hanging out in the aisle. I mean, yeah. like you had to, somebody had to come and you had to wait, and then they right. prepared you for the procedure. Yeah, it, like a like a like a sandwich artist. Like exactly. like it's like, like this is a this is like a person who's been trained exactly now, to the point where when I had kids. Because, you know, then I hit a point where, like, my shoes are a size. I just say, can I get a pair yeah, of 12? Yeah, When I had kids and I remember getting them shoes, the first time I had this sense of, like, okay, where's the person who's going to come measure them? Yeah. And then I realized that person's oh, no, not you. coming. Yeah, <laughs> They're not coming. And then you got to go. I mean, I just, 
I just this is like what such... happened with self checkout in grocery stores, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Why do you keep pawning it off? Because because I trusted those people, mm-hmm. and I knew that they had authority and knowledge that I did not. I mean, don't you just remember yeah. how it's like the shoe guy or the shoe gal? You know, they they were. They could kneel. Mm-hmm. They could do, you know, they could squat on their haunches mm-hmm. for hours. They could maybe. reassure you you were going to grow into them. They'd always exactly. like, they'd, they'd always like pinch toe, the toes and be like, toe. oh, you'll grow into these. Yes. It turns and out you... that was a scam. Any of us could have done that. <laughs> oh, that is so true. That is a lost art. It is. That is, oh, man. Gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. Rest in peace, shoe um, salespeople. Other other uh, school shopping. I'm curious. For me, and this, I realize in Ooh, hindsight, one. Yeah. this is probably because we didn't buy stuff of the highest quality. Or in the 80s, there really wasn't stuff of higher quality. I remember getting a new backpack every year because it would just, get destroyed. I was just gonna say. Now this is this is interesting. I just purchased my first backpack last year. I always had a book bag. Really? I never wore a backpack. I always had the over-the-shoulder, like, spree bags were a really big thing. Wow. And so I had a school shopping budget. Like, my mother said, here's the money you get. And I would dedicate probably, I would say, 45% of my school budget to the new book bag, the wow. over-the-shoulder bag. I never wore a backpack. So the esprit bag, and and kids look this up. So it's like the typical esprit book bag, and it was just just that. I mean, it was a canvas bag that you held over your shoulder. That's probably why I still now limp to the left because of years of carrying a book bag. And then it had an exterior pocket, um, and it was a total status thing, I'm yeah. sure. But I I still, I mean, I literally, you're looking at my backpack right now. This is the first backpack I've ever owned. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. The backpack I currently have. I bought it in 1998. I use it almost every day. Me. No, it's great. It's like it's it's that a great... backpack. Tony? No, 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 no. I was gonna no, say that's like, a book. Bag. I have like like a north mm. north face right, backpack, right? right? Sure. That, but it's not like a hiking. Like it's just a backpack. No, right. right. Again, I bought it in 1998. It's See? 2001. When that I was, was a kid, we bought a new backpack every, every year because it yeah. was like. Either either we really beat on them, which we probably did, yeah. but also they were probably made of something three steps up from paper. I would assume so. And they were, I mean, they were weapons. Yeah. They were weapons both to uh, for offense and defense, I mm-hmm. guess I would argue. You could build know. a fort out of you them. You could build a fort. <clears throat> they got, yeah, you could use them, you know, like in a pinch when you need sandbags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, flooding. Um Oh, I, I mean, I loved that. I, I always had a hard time letting go of the old bag. You know, my mom would oh, be like, you've gotten a new bag. You need to. You, you probably to cared your for your stuff more, though, right? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. No. Okay. No. Uh, so along with along the lines of new backpack. Now, we're, this is going to be more elementary school. Were you a lunchbox kid? Yep. Okay. Well, I was. No. Well, let me. Okay. I tried. And what I mean by that is like <clears throat> two years, I think I started the school year with a lunchbox, like my like mm-hmm. got a new lunchbox, which was very exciting. Had a my little pony lunchbox at one point, a pink one. Um, and then the other lo- lunchbox was Rainbow Bright. Okay. Okay. Very red. on brand for mm-hmm. Yep, very yeah. yep. And but um I just, I wasn't good about taking my lunchbox out of my bag and bringing it to the kitchen. That plastic retained smell oh, and yeah. I'm very smell sensitive. So very quickly I would use it for maybe a month, maybe six weeks, and then just stopped using it and straight up went to brown paper sacks. 
yeah. than you. Uh, I was definitely a lunchbox kid for a long time. Okay. I'm trying metal, plastic. Uh, metal. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what they would have been. There was probably a He-Man lunchbox somewhere in oh, there. Oh sure. Um, but I'm trying G. to think. G.I. Joe. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think earlier. Like I remember. What's funny is I have distinct memories of eating lunch in like first grade, um, kindergarten, first grade. I have my lunchbox. I don't. I can't picture it, but I can picture the person sitting across from me. Her name was Amy. Oh, and she had because everybody in the every right. other woman in the eighties was. And she had an Annie lunchbox. And I oh. remember I would eat my lunch. We I don't know why we sat across from each other. I would eat my lunch and look at her Annie lunchbox every day at oh, lunch. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, I, I hadn't seen the movie Annie right, yet, but, but I was like, okay, that's, you didn't need to. You yeah, just could yeah, put I it could, together I, from the the pictures on there. Yeah. You know, in New Mexico, we didn't have metal lunchboxes. Oh, because the heat way too hot. You oh, burn sure. yourself on that sure. sucker when it's just been sitting there for however long. Uh, what was your What was your typical lunch? Bologna sandwich. I did like bologna. I'd eat just bologna. straight bologna bread. Bologna, or? bologna sandwich or bologna bread, mustard, maybe a slice of a Kraft American cheese, um, a ridged potato chips. My favorite potato chips were barbecue potato chips, which this is fascinating to me now. There was this company called Charlie's Chips that we had potato chips delivered once a month in a tin. Wow. Yeah, so we like had a potato chip. Did they like drive a service? chip truck to your house or was it in the mail? No, it was like a it was sort of like it looked like, like a Schwann's UPS kinda, truck, but, but it was but the Charlie's chips, chips truck. Um That I, is weird. I think those are actually like collectors items. Oh, I'm now, sure. The Charlie's chips tin cuz it was like one of those, you know, like the popcorn tins at Christmas. Uh-huh. It was it was like When that. they make a biopic about your life, that's going to be like an oddly yeah, specific be, detail that's yeah, going to be in there. It needs to be in the background sitting on the counter. But then um and then like a Capri Sun. Okay. And sometimes and this is sad, so this is where I get real sad. I could not for the life of me put that straw in right so i had to do the lazy man's way you know what that is right For i don't Capri Sun. actually you just you know what a caprice i do is, i do though, yeah, right? yeah, and you pouch, think of yeah. the shape and you yeah. you poke it you just got to turn that baby upside down poke it on the bottom poke it on the bottom but then you got to hold it the whole time oh you can't, sure you can't put it down sure. so you got to be ready <laughs> i got to be ready to hydrate and you can't quit to your i mind. was aware of caprice on my whole life i had my first one handed to me in college oh my gosh just, okay when you I, say handed to you it makes it sound like you were at a party you shouldn't i kind well i was at i went I was a loner when it came I to know. studying, um, but this was when I was a senior and I got it. I was in a lit course um, and I got invited to like a study group and I walked in and somebody handed me a Capri Sun and I remember being very nervous because I was like, I know funny. in theory how to do this, but I had never done it. And I was like, these are these lit majors and I'm like, I want to be cool. And like, I didn't, I just, it was not great. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I mean, I just think this story why should it? be somebody handing me a solo cup with something exactly. else in it. But it was but a Capri Sun. It was Sun. a Capri Sun. What did you drink? Like, what was in your life? Oh, I was like a high C juice box guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Juice yeah. boxes were way easier than the pouches. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know why we had Capri Suns, but that is, but that's like what we had. Yeah. 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 Um, I still, I like the taste of a Capri Sun very um, much. So, so actually, we had fairly similar lunches. Um, yeah. I was. I loved when you would buy your lunchbox and it would come with that thermos that you never yeah, used. No. Never, never used like, that. Like as if kids were bringing soup. There were kids. There were the kids know, who brought something in the thermos. Yeah. But it was yeah. So I would have wow. This and, is... and then like or what are you going to put coffee in there and then pour it in that little cup right. when you get a break and you come down from the skyscraper? Right. I always thought it was cool the kids who like use the thermos, but once you had the thermos in there, there ain't much room for lunch. Well, no, that's just it. Yeah, no, it better be hearty whatever it's in there because that's going to be your lunch. <laughs> better be made by Dinty Moore. All right, so 
Um, we've been very confessional in this episode, yeah. so I'm going to talk about my lunch in elementary school. Um, so I actually was not all that different. It was a it was a slice of you know like a craft single American yep, yep. cheese kind of thing on some bread. Um, I'm still a sucker for a cheese sandwich, Me although too. like although like now I want like a an aged white like cheddar good on cheddar, some toast. but I yeah. I still love a cheese sandwich. Yeah, and a toasted yeah. cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the way to go. Uh, and then I would have mustard on it. Me too. But no bologna, just mustard okay. and cheese. Well, I also had, yeah. I, I mean, I would say that I frequently had mustard cheese sandwiches. And then can I just say that, like, okay, here's something that, here's a memory that just crossed my mind uh-huh. that was, um, this was always what my big fear was. And it happened regularly. Uh-huh. So my mom in early elementary made our made our lunches. Uh-huh. And so I would have bologna sandwich, cheese sandwich, or peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. My brother would always have a pimento cheese spread sandwich. Yeah, I just saw your physical reaction. <laughs> Now, I want to say right now, as an adult, I love pimento cheese. I certainly did not in elementary school. And I thought that was weird. Um, so pimento cheese, which is kind of the southern delicacy, which is um, shredded cheddar mixed essentially with mayonnaise and then like pimentos. Like mm-hmm. that's what – and I think a whole It's like of, the like, we make the vomit for you. So <laughs> Okay. So, so, I mean, this probably happened once a week. I go to eat lunch. Wrong sandwich. Wrong sandwich. Now, we had – recess at the same we had lunch recess at the same time so i'd have to go find him because this is new mexico we're not eating in a cafeteria we're outside Mm -hmm. okay so it's it's the wild west it's the wild west so i gotta go find him he's two years older and by the time i found him he's like oh i ate your sandwich so i can't even tell you the number of times i didn't get any sandwich because then he'd be like well you might as well give me that but he'd already eaten the Mm -hmm. peanut butter one so i would say to my mom why can't you just make us both peanut butter because like he clearly likes it right he eats mine all the time but this happened to me wow frequently so so here's where okay so i had mustard and cheese sandwich which in my cafeteria was weird oh really yeah Yeah. um and i remember i don't know how Okay, I'm going to say it. Um, this is embarrassing for me, at least. Maybe not for you. Um, so I remember kids, like, thinking that was weird. And I remember as, a, as like, a first grader having to make this decision of, like, am I going to just own this identity or not as, like, the kid who eats the mustard and cheese sandwich? Um, and I was definitely referred to as Sammy Mustard for a long time because <laughs> my last name was Muscle. So, right. like... Um, <laughs> But I, but I, I like owned that identity through middle school, or not through middle, through yeah. elementary school. Like, yep, that's what I had when I went, me. when we would go to restaurants and get mustard packets. I would have my mom put them in there, so I would put the mustard on myself. This was me. This was my identity. yeah. I'm the mustard man. Yeah, don't love it now. I mean, yeah, I love I mustard. I don't love that identity. You know, now. this is not for right now. But you and I, I remember we had a whole conversation years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but we stopped at Groveland Tap, like we'd eat oh, yeah, lunch, yeah. and then. There was the, there's they have a very particular kind of mustard. I can't remember what it's like. The it's like with the woman on it. I can't remember. But anyway, we had this whole conversation about different mustards mm-hmm. and like the superiority of Heinz mustard, oh, which you yes. rarely ever oh, can find. You know, I mean, so yeah, mustard. is I'm going to be doing a spinoff Heinz mustard podcast at some point. <laughs> so we're we're running short of time because yep. I have to get to class. But there's one more thing that when I think of back to school in my I, childhood, I also think it's very back to school that we are literally doing this podcast between classes. That's right. <laughs> So it's kind of like we're talking at recess and we have to – the bell's going to ring. I know it is. So the other thing I wrote in my notes, and I don't know if this means anything to you, but to me this was the sign that school was about to begin. Now, again, growing up in Minnesota, the first day of school was always the day after Labor Day. Yep. So for me it was – there's a great significance and like deep core hmm. sense memories 
of the Jerry Lewis MDA telethon. Oh, that is too funny. Because that would always be the the Sunday into Monday. Into Monday of And Labor I would like Day wake weekend. up in the middle of the night and turn it on and watch random things uh, on the Jerry Lewis telethon. And it, it like I it deeply hurt when that finally ended. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, Jerry Lewis has been dead, dead, dead for a while now, but like um when he stopped doing that, but I remember loving the idea of a telethon i remember dreaming someday of watching the whole jerry lewis telethon oh wow but that was always the sign of like this is the end of summer and yeah. the beginning of the school year was watching jerry lewis raise money for mda i wish that i could relate to that um in new mexico we started school right around august 19th so we were already kind of well into the wow the routine so that telethon time. means nothing to it you. means nothing wow. to me and I just want to be honest about that because it clearly means a lot to you. It does. It does. If I could yeah. find, and I'm sure they are, like people t- who recorded that telethon and put it on YouTube, I might put it on this weekend just for a little bit of memory. Did it move you? I mean, no. It well, just there, was there a would marker. be like moving, but it was. I think. I mean, you know me in CWC. Like, I don't mind putting on a big show with games and stuff like this. Like, I think there's a part of me that was like attracted to the idea of what if I had to do 24 hours of TV straight? Like, how would you fill that time? And like the friends you'd bring on. And I, I think I I think I want to do a telethon is what I'm saying. I kind, of, I kind of actually really enjoy the idea of it. You know what I always wanted to be? I always wanted to be one of the people answering the phones. Oh, like, you, you I, could do that on my I, telethon because okay, I don't want to answer the phones. Sometime we're going to have to talk about when I interviewed at 411. Ooh. Oh, yes. Because, man, is that ever a... Is that ever kind of an 80s, 90s type Absolutely. of Absolutely. Well, that's yes. for a different that podcast. That is for a different podcast. Amy, everybody was wondering, you know, after the after the break, did, was yeah. the magic still going to be there? Could we could we do the Latchkey Kids? Could we do it well? Could we do Back to School? I actually think greatest episode ever. Oh, I'm feeling that way. Absolutely. I have never been more excited about our podcast than I am right now. I feel like we could just keep going. And but... you should interact with us. Email us channel3900 at gmail.com. Please tell Back me. Back to school memories. Please tell me the Jerry Lewis telethon meant right. something to you because clearly yes. I'm not getting what I want <laughs> from Amy here. Did you have a trapper keeper? Did you have chips delivered to your house? Do you like mustard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many things here, but um, yeah. Yeah, so, so email us. Please interact. We would love to hear that you're out there. That's all the time that we have. So in the immortal words of Billy Ocean, when the going gets tough. The tough get going. Straight to class. Straight to class, friends. Thanks for listening to Latchkey Kids. Email us at channel3900 at gmail.com and subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.